0: It's It's time time for for Business business Therapy. therapy. Let's Let's get get down down to business. business. Open your mind and get ready for the ride. Good job. You got your butt to business therapy. I'm Allison, founder of Allison's Brand School. And technically, I'm not a therapist, but I am really good at coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. So in this awesome episode, I am talking to Bergen Hyde, and she has, in the last year or two, started a community called Womb Sisters, and we're going to get all into what that looks like and what that means, but here's why I really love this conversation and why I think you're really going to enjoy it, is it was hysterical. I had two business therapy interviews back to back, and I felt like we almost had the same conversation. We'll be airing them at different times, and they're definitely, they have their specific nuances, But it just reminded me that we all have similar issues. And these two people are doing completely different things. And they both are really suffering from this idea of how do I clearly communicate what is it that I'm doing? Now, in Bergen's case with Womb Sisters, how does how I clearly communicate what I'm doing affect a community, attract people to this community, and then create a community that wants to buy tickets to events? And in the other person's case, they had a completely different business model, a completely different way to make money. And so I think we all can struggle with this. And even if we really clearly know what we're doing, it can be hard to communicate it to other people. I think you are absolutely going to love this conversation. Bergen is a wonderful person and we're going to get into the hard details. And I'm so excited. So here we go. I'm with the beautiful, the gorgeous, the, you're very serene, Bergen. Oh, I hope so. You're a very serene person. Bergen and and I know each other through, I feel like, a lot of different avenues. Yes. And so, but today we're talking about womb. Yes. Your womb room. Womb room. Okay, tell me about womb.
1: So womb is a community um, for women of faith to talk about women's issues within the context of their faith. Okay. So we really want to like have like a faithful perspective on how we can help women to fill more empowered.
0: Now, when you say women of Faith? Do yes. you mean women of a certain faith? I do. Women. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, so I'm
1: where me and my two sisters are the founders of womb and we're all members of the
0: Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Which just in case anyone is not familiar, that's the Mormon Church. Recently, members no longer refer to it as the Mormon Church or even LDS, which is an abbreviation for Latter-day Saint because they want the focus to be on a belief in Jesus Christ, which is why the name is The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is a very long name. But if you're confused about what church that is... It's the Mormon church.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I would I would still consider myself like a Mormon feminist mystic. Okay. Mormon
0: yeah. feminist mystic. Yeah, totally. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So this is really great because essentially what we're talking about is marketing to a niche group.
1: Yes. It's so niche. Yes. Because on one end, we could really isolate people that are more conservative in the faith that feel really don't really identify as feminist. And then on the other end, we could really isolate feminists who struggle with the conservative aspects of our faith. So yeah it's kind of tricky it's a tricky spot and we feel like we're kind of walking a a tight rope and pushing the envelope trying to push the envelope on both ends Yeah. yeah I'm excited about what we're doing and I feel very much like it's creating space inside of me to hold things that seem like they could contradict and I can see that doing that for other people so it's exciting we just really felt like there was a need to create space for people who were feeling kind of stuck in the middle that they didn't feel like they were all the way one way or all the way the other and to open up space to have those harder conversations where there's a lot more nuance. And so that's really what we're doing. We want conversation and community and a sense of belonging so you don't feel so lonely in the pew and you learn how to articulate those kind of hard middle, kind of middle, messy middle spots. Awesome.
0: Yeah. And so um you're this is great. I'm I'm excited to have you on because building a community is an interesting concept. It's an interesting idea. How do you do it? What do you do? So first, what is your overall goal? What would be like something happening that's very like a marker of success for the community for you?
1: It's tricky. I've got a couple layers here. Okay, so I think one goal would be is to find as many of the people who feel like they belong in our community to be a part of the community. Okay, so you want
0: to find the people. So
1: I think finding the people is tricky for the reasons I shared earlier that they're kind of in tiny little pockets like, spread out all over the place. And that's
0: why the internet is great.
1: The internet has made it easy for us to put our message out there and to start finding people, but there's not like one big group of somebody waiting for what we have to say. They're kind of spread out. The other thing would be, we really want to create in-person experiences for people. And so, getting people to those in person experiences is a big deal. And I think there's a lot of layers of obstacles there for women to get themselves into those in person positions. Yeah. I just think scrolling can only do so much. And, and we want is, people there you on in Instagram? the flesh.
0: Instagram,
1: womb. Womb underscore sisters. Womb
0: underscore sisters. Okay, yeah. awesome. And when did you start this? A year ago. A year ago. Awesome. And you already have a couple thousand people. I mean, that's great. Yeah. We get little
1: kind of bursts of, yeah, of people finding us through different things that we've been doing. Yeah.
0: And so you want to take that online community, but you don't just want it to be an online community. It's very important to you to have those in-person experiences.
1: Yeah. I want the women to feel really motivated to be together. I think those experiences are really important.
0: Okay. So... Where are you? Like, What are the pain points?
1: Our biggest pain point right now is what kind of experiences do these women need versus what do we want to offer them and how do we find that place? And then how do we market it So that they understand what it is we're doing. Because sometimes it feels like the concepts that we talk about, like at our retreats and our events are things that people aren't accustomed to really thinking about. And it's hard to like message it in a way that people understand what we're doing and feel motivated to come. Yeah. Does that make sense? Definitely.
0: Definitely. I just want one question before we get into that is what do you do to make money? Do you need to make money with this? What are the monetary goals with this?
1: We definitely want to be able to make money. So I think w- another pain point is for us that we spend so much time on the content. We feel like in a lot of ways, like we're learning, we're like inventing a new language, not even yeah. learning a language that already exists, but like yeah. talking about women within the context of their faith. It's like, we're we're starting from scratch. We're in the wilderness, right? Yeah. And so just the work of the content is deeply, deeply personal work. And it's really hard to do. And that's part of also. Also why it's hard to communicate what we're doing to other people because it's like there's no frame of reference for it because yeah. we're saying you can have this faith kind of orientation and also feel empowered as a woman and that feels really foreign I think so it's really tricky so yeah that's a huge part of it is just how do we kind of maintain that our own personal growth and sharing those things with people in a way that helps them come along with us on the journey and not just consuming what we're writing, but showing up and doing the work themselves.
0: Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to make it all about you and your experiences. You really want a community feel. And you were at the Instagram for you event and we talked about that, totally. that idea of community. And did that just like resonate totally. where you're like, yes. And so one of our markers for what is a real community on Instagram, and, you know, cause we, we sat down and we really thought like, You know, what is it? What does it actually mean? Yeah, what does that actually mean? And I really think a big marker of community is that the members are interacting with each other. They're not just interacting with you. They don't only just wanna interact with you. And I think another marker of it is that you're really sharing a lot of other people's stories and voices. And it definitely is gonna start with you sharing your voice and your story. Are you doing that right now, sharing other people's stories?
1: Yeah, so part of how we're doing it, so I think we're kind of a mixture of a platform and a community. so maybe figuring out the right balance of that is important and we're we're definitely using the information we got from the Instagram for you event to help us to really hone in on how much time do we want to spend on one or the other and what will be the most advantageous for our goals which is to get people in the event right yeah so the ways that we do that is we ask a lot of questions like in Instagram stories we do little polls and questions we do questions in our content and And we feel like
0: you get pretty good engagement
1: it, it depends on the post so we're getting better at like figuring out what things people are more interested in engaging on than others. And so we always share like any like DMs we get that people give us permission to share, we share people's comments. And then we also try to really like if people have dissenting points of view, for example, yeah. we really try to have like really engaging conversations with people and and not just make it like, "Oh yeah, thanks for commenting," but like, yeah. "Hey, like, oh, I love that thought. It's really beautiful. Like, what do you think about this?" and like continuing the conversation. The issue is is that's like it's hard hard to keep that level of engagement just with us like sustainable
0: over time yeah i also feel like there's a few inherent issues in the monetization where this is a really tricky thing to monetize what are your monetization goals? Like, would you like this to be your full-time job? Like this be like a full-time nonprofit? Like how many people do you think you need to run this nonprofit, like for events? Or do you want the events to be making your money? You don't have to have this all figured out right now, but you've been doing this for about a year. Yep. So you probably have like a a better idea of what it is you want for it. And you're probably realizing in order to contribute to it in a way that you want and in a way that you see reward is a full-time job. I mean, I spend full-time hours on it
1: probably. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if I'm adding it up. So. A
0: community is extremely time-consuming. Yeah. Extremely time-consuming. And then what is the way that you are going to feel comfortable profiting?
1: Yeah, it's really tricky. So a couple of things that I have questions about are like, is it better for us to do like one really big event that like we build anticipation for and the people just are chomping at the bit to like be together and like, oh, every year I'm going to this retreat where I can be with my people, I can be with my friends, I can learn from these women, right? Yeah. Or do we do lots of like smaller things that are spread out over a year where we like get together less often? The other thing is, is at the events, we're, we're calling them retreats, but they're kind of a mixture of a retreat and a workshop where we're trying to teach principles that help people to discover like the divine feminine. And so we're doing more than just like, hey, let's get together and like have fun. Like, we're giving them like really powerful content that yeah. helps them start to do this really deep digging. And I think there's potential that we could use those workshops, at least the workshop portion of it, as like a online course that people could use. Yeah. We've had people ask us, like, hey, are you gonna like video this? I, I can't get there, but I would love to like see all the presentations. And we have yeah. a workbook and all of that stuff that go along with it. And I'm like, the content's already sitting there. I think we have potential potential to do like mini courses. So I've done little lessons like on body image and menstruation and on sexuality that use the doctrine of our faith to help women feel more empowered and kind of reframe it in yeah. a more empowering way. And I've had really good response and success with that. I've presented that at other you know events and I think I could make mini courses of those. Yeah.
0: Do you know what it reminds me of in, well, and there's in the similarities, you're familiar with Jody Moore Yeah, yeah. and her Better Than Happy podcast. Yep. And then she does life coaching, and it's open to anyone, but there's no apologies made that she is targeting Mormon women. Her audience, yeah. Which is Mormon women. And so you can go to her event and not be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right, and the principles apply. The principles apply, which do you feel like you fall in that category, or do you think this is? Exclusively
1: Mormony? I think,
0: uh, because I feel I like think there's the, a lot of people who are going to be interested in, in interacting with the divine feminine, and they're going to be fine if you're talking about the Mormon church here and there.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So, we don't talk a ton about the Mormon church. We yeah. do like reference like women in the scriptures yeah. and use like quotes and things maybe that, yeah. that come from people in the church. But I think the principles that we're teaching are really universal. Yeah. We're just using them in the context of our faith. So, so,
0: it is similar to Jody that way. Yeah, I think so. Where I think that there could even be um, a broader audience. A broader audience, and not that you're going for that broader audience, but that you're just not as limiting. Right. So, so I'm looking at your Instagram, and it's a community for women of faith to grow and sought, so, I can't say sovereignty. Sovereignty. Why yeah. couldn't I say that word? It's a big word. Sovereignty. Like it's I knew a, it in my head. Girl,
1: you're sovereign. I'm, you don't have to worry about <laughs> sovereignty, saying it. mind, and
0: body. <laughs> um, oh, and I love this September theme, weaving your sovereign identity. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, so, it's do you so have juicy. a theme each month?
1: Yeah. So, what we do is we have a monthly theme, and then each theme has as like four subtopics. Yeah. Oh, like the year of awesome? Like the yeah, year of awesome. No,
0: but that's, yeah, we have a monthly theme and then yeah. we have four subtopics.
1: It just felt like yeah. the best way because we had so many topics that we had content on yeah. that we had talked about that we were like, we've got to organize it in a way that people can follow along. So really every single month could have a mini course that goes with it because yeah. we have all the content prepared and those are things that like I can go out and teach in different
0: smaller events or smaller settings. So when you started the conversation, for me, my understanding was you're helping women understand their life, like in their faith and these sticky faith situations and feminism in a sticky faith conflicting Where they're thought, colliding, right? right? Where they're colliding. Now what I hear you talking about, understanding the divine feminine, weaving your sovereign identity, that is so much more accessible for creating something that you can charge stuff for. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And so there's the story you're telling yourself about your product, your community, your business, and then there's the story that's going out into the world. Yes. And where's the disconnect? Yep. And so you came to the branding workshop and one of the, I think, biggest takeaways or most helpful part of the workshop is understanding your message and what it is you want to give so that it doesn't have to be so personal all the time. Yep. And so what did you kind of nail on? What did you get down to there? So I think connection was my big like. Which makes libel. sense because you're doing a community.
1: And it but it was more than just the connection of the people, but the yeah. connections of the ideas. And okay, I love that. I'm just gonna say that I'm really, really good at saying, look at this idea that you already believe. Let's connected to this thing and you'll see it in a whole new light and it's going to change your life. It's going to change the way you think about yeah. yourself and I can give like an example. I just taught a workshop at Salt where we talked about body image and we believe in our faith that our bodies are a temple and that's that's a, a fairly universal idea that our yeah. bodies are sacred and that we get to decide what happens in them and that people have the right to like have sovereignty over their bodies and I just said that means the things that happen inside your body are sacred. Everybody you take your heart beating, your blood pumping through your veins, like your neurons firing. Those are sacred, beautiful things, and your yeah. body is doing them for you every single day without you asking. She is your friend. Yeah, she shows up for you every morning. She walks with you through every part of your life, every wrinkle, every tear. Oh,
0: no, I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, <girl. laughs>
1: like every your favorite yeah. foods, the feel of your baby's yeah. hands on your cheeks. Like your body knows that about you, and those things are sacred. Like, stop being at odds with yourself. This is a part of your so so like i'm really good at that at yeah like, you are i just yeah, yeah. I, I just witnessed yes it. yes yeah. So that the, the connection for me was like helping women see those connections as well as connecting with each other so that they can make these kind of paradigm shifts that will get them out of this place of pain mm. into more peace and healing in their life, in their
0: relationship to themselves and to God. I think what you're doing, and this is a lot of stuff that I love, is you're helping women not just focus on their religion, but on their spirituality, Yeah, which is a completely different totally thing. And connecting to their bodies more, connecting to themselves more, connecting to their spirit more. And I think if you live in that space, you're going to be able to reach even more people. Does that feel different than the space you're living in? I think that's kind of at the heart of my intent, but
1: communicating that to people, I think is the thing that I'm getting tripped up on.
0: And that goes back to that idea of, I think there's the story that you've been telling in your head and then there's the story that's outwardly projecting. And the story that I'm hearing that is outwardly projecting is this story of deeper spirituality and connection yeah connection to self connection to others just deeper spirituality right and you are different than me and that i'm not using mormon specific terms to talk about any of it right but you are and that's great Right. Because like Jody is essentially Jody Moore is talking about the same principles as Brooke Castillo, but Jody Moore's experience and Brooke Castillo, for people who don't know, Brooke Castillo is the founder of the Life Coach School and is uh, who trains the life coaches. And Jody trained under Brooke, and now Jody is one of Brooke's lead trainers. And Brooke talks about similar principles, but doesn't talk about them in that in the same context in the same context or with the same language. Yes. Yeah. And so I think I think that there's some fear and of course rightfully so that if you say we're for Mormon women that you're going to get pushed back like you're too out there you're too this and and almost like you have to conform to this idea of what that is. And so it's like you're trying you're like I have to create this whole new language and this whole new everything. And yes, in some cases yes. But I think you'd be very surprised in my experience, how open people can be. And listen, I get a lot of people pushing back on a lot of things, right? But I think that rather than prescribing who your content is for, just let your content speak and bring those who want to come to it to it. And I think that the prescribing who it's for comes from a little bit of fear. Does yeah. that does oh, that feel yeah. fair? With yes. With <laughs> with earned justified
1: yeah, fear. It's justified, but it's also yeah. It's still fear. It's also justified to, I can justify just saying, this is it. This is what we've got to offer. And if it doesn't
0: resonate with you, so be it. Yeah, exactly. Because I think what you're unintentionally doing, and I think that this isn't even that specific of a problem, No, right? Like I can get all worked up thinking my message is, uh, you know, Like I like speaking to men and women, but more women have come to me. So then when it's time to speak to men, I can be like, well, men are gonna think I'm an idiot. And then I go and I'm like, men are gonna think I'm too girly and too dramatic and all these things. And then I went and I spoke, and I was so worked up about this. And I went to speak to Pinterest, which was Pinterest, which was like 50% men. And they freaking love, like they, they loved me and I loved them. And here I was like so limiting. And just because the dentist, literally some dentist I went and spoke to (laughs) Kind of looked at me a little funny. That did not mean that the the freaking hippest hip cats of all hipness in San Francisco were gonna think the same thing as the dentist in Utah, but they were all men. So I thought they were gonna think the same thing just like the Mormons or whatever. And, right. and we all do this with whether it's a religious group or a sex or people who believe like no Republicans gonna buy my product or you, right? right? like Or right. moms or whatever it is, which is why I think it's so empowering to focus on the psychographics, what people believe, rather than the demographics. And so you're unapologetic, and that's why I freaking love Jodi Moore. I don't wanna do what she's doing. She never second guesses it. There's no apologies for it. And if it's not for you, see you later. Yeah, when there's somebody else teaching the same principles in the package that resonates
1: with you, and that's okay. So I think at the heart of it is that the principles we're teaching really are, they're just universal principles. They are,
0: absolutely. They're
1: universal principles, I know that's true because I get affirmation from all different places that we're going in the right direction. We're just trying to put it in a package that helps a specific group of women who maybe are struggling to
0: access it in other Exactly. I just think there's such a need for these spaces. Okay, so let's get into some of our text. I think the reason why you're feeling drained is because we're over identifying. Yes, with our content. Yes. Yes. This Amen. girl over identifies, <laughs> I'm pointing yeah. to myself, with all of her content. Okay? So then we get back to let other people share that burden for a little bit. Share what other people are saying, share other people's experiences. And when you're not feeling drained, you share your experiences. And when you're feeling drained, you share other people's experiences. Yeah. And just remember, like, You know, I'm really challenging myself, especially in brand school, to look for the diversity, to look for the diversity in the experience, to to what voices can you champion that don't typically get championed. And I know that's something super important to you. So do you feel like
1: there's like specific strategies for getting those things happening on our Instagram in particular is that
0: getting what things
1: getting more of this this like mirroring back to the community what what their Um, experiences are and getting more diversity in i
0: think the the thing the thing about getting more diverse voices that i've really realized is i live in utah county and there's just not a ton of diversity and so it is my responsibility to be reading books and listening to podcasts and following more diverse Instagram accounts and really just keeping my, my worldview open and not just keeping it open, but like actively seeking it out. Because if I'm not actively seeking it out, it doesn't land in my lap right. in any of my communities. Right. And so I've been going to different conferences that I wouldn't normally attend and then getting recommendations for speakers and authors. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for you, it's really gonna have to be actively seeking it out. And then figuring out a way to feature and share those voices, whether you do interviews or like you're sharing stories, other people's stories on your Instagram, sharing tips. So the, the idea is never to just find diversity. The just idea, for the heck of it, yeah. just for the heck of it, the, like, I mean, even though that is noble, right? But the idea is people who that you admire and you respect and you want to champion, you know, and I think a lot of times people we want to champion just fall in our lap, but then we're only ever championing championing the same people and then we can have a conversation about systemic racism and the patriarchy and that can be for another yeah, day. Well, I feel like all the
1: issues we're talking about affect, you know, people who are people of color or people yeah. in the LGBTQ community yes. in in different ways, right? Yeah. And in more nuanced ways than what I can speak for, exactly. right? I'm like, I'm a white, I'm a white girl. Yeah, we're I'm, just a
0: couple white girls. Yeah, yeah,
1: I can only speak to my personal experience. And so that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so next question is, do you feel like, so what we've started to do is just have a free event once a month that's usually, we usually get like a dozen to 20 people at our yeah. free events where we just, we share little tidbits, we do some kind of activity to help them get to know us and get to know each other and yeah. just be in person. And then we're thinking that we'll just do one really big event at the, you know, the same time every single year that people know is coming. Yeah if you have any ideas of like how we can strategize yeah. throughout the year, like getting that marketing piece in Definitely. our content so that yeah. people are like, yeah, I want to be there with those people. It's coming.
0: It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. I'm glad you brought it back to this because I was going to bring you back to this question where first I want to say every single person who does an event has this question. Ugh. So, um, i so over it. Right. So, so think of Alt Summit. Yep. It's a very popular blogging conference. Alt, Alt Summit's been happening for over a decade, and at first they had Alt Summit once a year. And then they tried doing smaller Alt Summits. So they had one in New York and they had one at, uh, where did they have another one? Like they had little small break off ones, mm-hmm. okay? And then they did Alt Summit summer and Alt Summit fall, like winter, fall, okay? Mm-hmm. So they have it twice a year. Mm-hmm. And then- They went back to one. Last year, Gabby, uh, Gabrielle Blair, the, the founder of Alt Summit, she changed it and instead of being like a two and a half day conference, it's a five-day conference that spans over multiple hotels, kind of has a south by southwest vibe. Right. Like where, it's like a festival. Kind yes. Of, yeah. Where you're like it's spanning all these different places and there's more speakers and it's a higher ticket price and it's five days. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. See, now I know Gabrielle and I know what she wants. So I know why she's doing what she's doing. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's different solutions that no one is best. Right. No one is better. You're only gonna find what works for you. Well, and maybe one year it works for you to do mm-hmm. a bunch of
1: small ones. Yeah. yeah. And like, I did. Did it not work for her? Is that why she stopped doing it, or is it just that it worked that time Define and then she work. she wanted something else? Exactly. Define work. Yeah. Right.
0: Like, does work mean like you sold enough tickets? Does work mean you were profitable? Does work mean you got the sponsorship dollars you want? I want all of those things. The thing is. The thing is. <laughs> (laughs) is that with events is they just take time. Yeah. They just take time and you just freaking never know. You just never know did you hit and saturate the mark. I was just talking to somebody, they sold tickets in a certain geographic area and they sold so many that they opened a second event. And now they're selling tickets there again and they're not selling as fast. Yeah. And it's like, did you hit a saturation point? Listen, I've done so many events. Like, I've done 15 Build an Awesome Brand workshops, like a dozen yeah, dance parties. It's, like- it's different every time. It's different every time. And now we're going to Arizona, new market, it's still different. And I'm over here like, I don't freaking know. You know what I mean? So this this is what it comes down to is you just gotta host the events. And you'll see, like, you might hate doing an event for 500 people. Yeah. And then then you do an event for 500 people one time and there's your I, answer. I, I think
1: I already kind of know that I don't want to do an event for 500 people, but maybe I'm making an assumption.
0: Well, the other thing I would yeah. say is, and you might not want to do an event for 500 people now, but in three years when doing events is no big deal, doing an event for 500 people will be no sweat off your back. Yeah. Because you get the systems in place, you get the team in place, you get the right. experience in place. Truly doing an event for three or 400 people is no sweat off my back at this point, right. which is hysterical, right. right? I have the team. I have the systems. I have the experience. Right. Now, the other thing that I would say is you're going to sell a lot more tickets if you bring in other people. It's very hard to sell events just on yourself. I know. And I know almost nobody I can talk to about it. It's, it's tough to do. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying, keep your expectations. It's going to take longer to grow.
1: Which we, so we have breakout sessions at every retreat and we do, we have brought in other people and we, we have someone coming in as a keynote speaker and I can
0: see that we could really, yeah, we could capitalize on that better for sure. But why not bring in four people right why not have that's why people have panels yeah this is literally why people have panels well
1: to be honest i love panels like as a participant really i love going the, to panels i love hearing people's questions i like i can I love, love a engaging panel. I, with different people i think panels
0: can be done very well i like i went to, it really does depend on i went who. to a panel this year that had five or six exceptional people I was so excited to hear from and the panel was so big and the time was like 30 or 40 minutes that I got to hear like two sentences from each person and I was kind of bummed out. Yeah. Because I was like, I came all the way here to hear from these people and I literally heard nothing. Two sentences. And so that's why at Instagram for you, I was like, I'm not bringing these women in to get two questions and that's why I did everybody got 10 minutes of interview time. Of their own time. Of their own time. Because if I don't hear from them for 10 minutes i don't want them on a panel no do you see what i'm saying yeah and if the people
1: are coming they want to hear more than 10 seconds
0: exactly so like as the event producer i'm saying I know that this, per- like I can promise my participants this person is entertaining and valuable enough for 10 minutes. A lot of times event producers don't know that because you can bring somebody in who's a really dynamite business person or spirituality leader and they suck talking. Yeah, and they're boring in that setting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so uh, there's, there's just a lot of, pe- there's a lot of moving pieces, right? Which yes. is awesome, that's what makes events fun. So should you be doing a lot of events? Should you do one big event? What do you have on the docket for the next year or six months?
1: So we have a, we have an event coming up just like next week okay. and that's, and we've just had a lot of, a lot of ups and downs with it. Cause our first one like sold out, right? And how many beginners, tickets are the first beginners one. luck. Kind of a yeah thing. so they're relatively small we have like we sold like 60 tickets that's awesome but it was awesome that was exactly the amount of tickets we Perfect. wanted to sell yeah that's and a lot that's we a lot of tickets we couldn't it was a lot of 60's, tickets. It 60
0: tickets is a lot of tickets and what was the price point they were around 200 that's a lot of tickets it's yeah. very and we like, actually made some money on that's it that's very which hard I was to proud do. of ourselves
1: for that we yeah. were in the hole
0: yeah not a lot, but we... But that's events. We survived. Yeah. We
1: survived it, and it was just beautiful. It yeah. went, like, as well as we could have ever dreamed. Awesome. And
0: how long was the event?
1: it was a night and then a sleepover one night over and then like a full day the next day. Awesome. So this time we added an extra night because we felt like people just like went home and they didn't get a chance to like really like, I don't know, unwind after all of the work they had done and just be together and talk and relax. So we added that. And so I feel like there's just so many factors that have made it harder this time around, but we've learned a lot of lessons. And Um, where are tickets at? So we're about halfway yeah. sold and it's next week. Yeah. Which will be okay. Yeah. We'll break even and it'll be okay. But it wasn't really what we wanted. Yeah. The other thing is I'm just trying to sit, like think like, but still there's 35 women, there's 40 women that are going to be there that like they committed to showing up and what they believed your, in what
0: we're doing. And what are I'm, your hard costs? Sorry that I cut you off. Though. Oh, you're fine. No, no, What are your hard costs? So if you were to so gift the things- a ticket, if you were to gift 10 Which we tickets. did. We you
1: gave me that advice. Yeah. Oh, at yeah Instagram great. for you, and yeah. I reached out to like six different people awesome. and invited them to come for free. Yeah. Yeah, and so we haven't had a lot of people say, "Yeah, I can come," because it was like last it's minute. It's last minute. But it created this kind of momentum. Yeah. To, even just within, it does. Even just within our team to
0: just like go I out on I would have told you to reach just, out to thirty people. That's yeah. I would have told you to reach out to thirty people because listen, yes. you have thirty spaces right just fill them
1: just fill people. them
0: and it's last minute and it's a couple nights well i can still reach out to 20 more people reach Allison. out to 20 people today yeah reach out to 20 people today yeah and and just say hey this is happening we have a spot for you we would love you there is there a part of it that you can make it to because even getting somebody there for part of it is buying right. them into that experience right you know the other thing i would do is say I know this is last minute, sorry. You know, we're, we're new, we're doing our best. I'd like to offer a ticket for you and a friend. Yeah,
1: yeah, because then you can double up on the people. You're, well, you're, double, you're, you're doubling up to. on
0: the people, but also like I'm a lot more likely to show up if I can bring a friend. Yeah, because people don't, yeah, they're not gonna know people. Especially somebody yeah. who's like maybe a micro-influencer who's being invited to things and right. they're like, oh, I get to invite my friend and this sounds like something cool we might really like, or oh, you know, so I would, I would today, day, reach out to 20 more people just because again, it's just marketing costs. So, and that's why I'm like, if it's, if it's not breaking the bank for you, like you're gonna have to pay for their food or you're gonna have to pay for their whatever. Yeah. The lodging we're already, we've already paid for the food. You just have fixed costs and you've just got to think of it. You want to do this again. If you want to do this again, then you need to fill those spots. I would just fill them. Okay. You know what I mean? Just yeah. freaking fill well, then
1: we'll have like an entire, like the plan is to go in a whole year and do one big event in the fall. Yeah. So we want to like take time each month to kind of build anticipation for it and give yeah. people time to like think about it and prepare for it and save money for it or yeah. get the babysitters or all the things that women to And I think you should do staggered
0: ticket pricing. So if you buy at this time, it's, you know, $150. At this time it's $200. At this time it's $250. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I would do that staggered, have you tried that? Which
1: Alt Summit does that, right? Uh-huh. Like if you each yeah. month
0: that goes by, yep. each month you
1: procrastinate, you pay more. Yep. So how How far in advance would you say we market the
0: event? I mean, I would say four or five months. I wouldn't do much more than that. You could release the date. You, there's other things you could do. Yeah, like at five months, release the date uh-huh. and then slowly. And then what I would do is I would do a bounce back. So I would do like think of Lagoon. Yeah. So like if I come this year, I should get an email offer. Now this requires you to have the date set. Right. But I should get an email offer. Or as soon as you have the date set, you email the people who came the, the previous year. Mm-hmm. And you say, you've been to our other event. Here's you, a discount. You get this discount for this one week or two weeks, or like you let them know that discount is coming. Do you see what I'm saying? Where it's like you unveil the day and the blah, blah, blah. and, And so you're like, this is coming. So they know it's coming. They maybe, you know, earmark some money for it. But they're getting in. It's like the ba- it's the bounce back. So I would do that, especially if that's your intention, is to have right. reoccurring people. Right. And then I would examine doing the events once a month. That feels pretty draining and time consuming. Yeah. If you love doing it, you should. I act- actually really do like yeah, doing it. I would even look at yeah. once a quarter. I do think lots of times I like, there's just that line of like, you're giving something away for free. I love giving away things for free. I tell everybody to give stuff away for free. Right. But literally if I can go to a free event every single month. Why would I go to the big one? I don't know. And maybe that's flawed logic. I just, yeah, I'm I don't know. trying to figure they're out different. what the
1: balance is between like how much free content we give and then what we ask for in return. Cause I yeah. think that's,
0: yeah. yeah. I think it's just, um, you don't have any asks. Right? You don't have that many asks. But think of it that way too. How
1: often are we actually asking you to show up? Yeah. Like once a year. Like once a year.
0: And so I would just, how often are you talking about that event on your platform, on your Instagram?
1: So what we've done so far is like the, is we'll talk about it kind of the month previous. We'll say, hey, these are the dates. This is when we're releasing the tickets. And then we spend like the month or so right before it. Sharing content that's related to what we're doing at the retreat to kind of help them have context for what we're doing because we feel like again sometimes the concepts we're talking about, people aren't always like, they're like, what do you mean we're gonna like, we're gonna get rid of limiting beliefs? Like what are limiting beliefs? So then we we talk about it.
0: Yeah. So I think that's also a big part of it too. It's just, I, it's the exact same thing. And I talked about this with Sarah, with the workshop, where it's the build an awesome brand workshop. It's not 100% clear what you're gonna be doing. And so what I'm shifting to focus on is what you're gonna get out of it what you're gonna get out of it and yeah. and my like, i'm not
1: gonna give away all the stuff we're gonna well, do well no but
0: the but i'll give it away i don't even care but it but confuses, they don't it, it confuses people yeah. and so you know do you feel like and i said the exact same thing to sarah but i like this because now I'm, I'm saying it again for people on business therapy in case they want to come to the workshop but do you feel like you're wasting time and energy by not knowing what decision and stuff to take next yeah then you should come to the build an awesome brand workshop do you see right. what i'm saying where right. it's like Oh, that's what I'm going to get? Right. So do you feel... Okay, so this is good for you. Do you feel like you take breaks, but you don't feel recharged? Yep. Do you feel like... You're doing all the things that
1: they're telling you to do at church, but it's not working for you. Yes. You're like, that used to work for me when I was a teenager, but it's not working anymore. And so I feel like... I'm losing my connection.
0: And then that's, what, you just say that over and over and over. And do you feel like you've been saying that?
1: We, after, after yeah. the Instagram for you event, yeah. I went to my friend who helps us with our graphics and I was like, Rachel, right now we're making the list. If you fill blah, 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 okay, blah. Okay, good. Okay. Then yes. you need to be at the retreat. And while we're at the retreat, we're going to do one, two, three, and you're going to get blah, 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 I love it. Okay. I totally yeah. did. But it was like, you know, it's like two weeks <laughs> yeah. before yeah, the yeah, event, yeah. which. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like there was any traction like, there? praise,
1: praise heaven that yeah, I was the, there. Yeah, the intervention. Totally, yeah. we've had more people just engaging with it. Awesome. And like, but I feel like, man, we should have been doing
0: that for the last okay. like six weeks.
1: So like, now we
0: need to attach an immediate pain point to it. How much okay. lo- How much longer are you gonna feel lost and disconnected? How much longer? How much longer are you gonna put up with this? Yeah, I did. Much, Like Like every yeah. day that goes by that you don't feel connected to your source power is another day that you're not getting where you wanna go. Right. Stop it and come to our retreat. Yeah, that
1: you're not showing up for the people you love most and yeah. the things you feel called to do. And yep.
0: Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is all stuff that I'm working on right now too. Yes. You know, here's my takeaways for us. So let's wrap it up, yeah. concrete takeaways. I hope that you feel a little more empowered in the story of what it is you're actually creating. Because I believe what you're actually creating is a place for women to become more spiritually connected. Yes. There, I said it in three words, more spiritually connected. Okay, easy. Everybody's got to toe the party line. The party line has become more spiritually connected. Who are you talking to? You are talking to women of a particular faith, you're using that language, right? Right. But anybody who wants to feel more spiritually connected is welcome to Can listen. Show. But like, you're not apologizing for the fact, like right. this is the context, yeah. context in which we're talking about feeling spiritually connected. Yeah. Rather than we're reinventing the wheel, nobody out there, you know, you right. find the people, they can't find us, they're in these pockets, they're hiding yes. under rocks. Yeah. That, yes. that is, <laughs> I'm not saying those it's are not limiting, true. Those are limiting they're beliefs. Limiting beliefs. So that, they're like, limiting beliefs. That there's
1: like a scarcity. Yes. Right. That there are so. What we're sharing. There's so many people. Yeah. Like just as you're saying this, I know that there are people all around us, all the time. Yeah. That need this. Like everyone, literally yeah. everyone. Yeah. Needs to feel more connected to themselves and to yes. that source of power that that gives them that sense of like who they are and what they're needing yeah. to put out into the world. So I. And I'm they need that. to
0: do it not at. Church. It's not working. And that's what you're providing. Yeah. It's not church. Feel churchy, not at church.
1: Yeah. Feel, right? (laughs) Go to church and let church be what it is. Yeah. Let church be what it is. Stop trying to fix it there.
0: Yeah. Show up here and create what you need for your own spiritual development. Right there. Right Right there. Like, that's what you say. Like, hey. It's okay if church isn't doing that for you. Yeah. You're a
1: sovereign woman. Yes. You get to decide what what feeds your
0: spirit. Yes. Yes. I love that. I'm so happy you're doing this. This is such good work. And I know it's going to empower so many people. And I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So if this sounded interesting to you, you absolutely need to go and check out womb, W-O-M-B underscore sisters. And, Check out the amazing work that Bergen is doing and tell her thank you for this beautiful episode. Okay, how awesome is Bergen? I was so inspired, truly, really inspired after talking to her. She is so insightful, so intuitive, and I really love the community that she's creating. And as I said to Bergen, there are so many people who need what you're creating. That's why it really matters. That's why it's really important that we spend the time and energy to figure out how to accurately communicate with people what it is that we're doing. And not just that, we don't just spend the time We try it. We try lots of different messages. You're not going to know what resonates with people unless you try it. I had no idea when I said, if you feel called to do it, freaking do it. How many people would resonate with that message? I've said lots of other messages that, you know, have come and gone. But that message and that I say at the end of this podcast and I say all the time in Allison's Brand School, it has resonated with so many people. And I would never have known that unless I was waking up every day and trying. Trying to communicate what it is I feel and felt. So don't get overwhelmed. Don't get discouraged if you feel like people aren't being receptive to your message. You guys, I'm there right now with certain things I'm working on. Definitely certain things in my business are working and going great, but there's always parts that I'm fine tuning. I'm trying to clarify the message. And one of the things that I'm personally working on clarifying the message for right now is my Build an Awesome Brand workshop. As it's grown and as it's evolved, I've been trying to think, how am I talking about it now? How? was I talking about it when I launched it? Now that I know with my workshop, you know, what is it that I'm really trying to tell people how to do? And honestly, this, what I talked to Bergen about, what I'm talking to you about right now, this is why I am so passionate about my build an awesome brand workshop because what I mean by the brand is I mean how people are interacting and communicating with you. How people are understanding what it is that you believe. Now what I did for years and years and years is I accurately conveyed what it was that I believed and what that did is it created a very strong brand so it didn't matter what I was selling, what I was doing it attracted people to me because I was sharing what I believed. The problem was that I was doing it in a way that was draining me. I was doing it in a way where I was too mixed up in the message. I was too mixed up in what it was I was sharing. So when things didn't go well or things weren't successful, it completely drained and disabled me. And that's where Bergen, you could hear when Bergen came into the meeting and she just was ready to start crying and she's like, where are the tissues? I'm going to need them. I can't talk about this without crying. If you're in that position, then you are in that similar place I was, it's not that you don't know what you believe. It's that you're sharing it but you're doing it in a way that is just draining you. You are over-identifying with it. Why are you over-identifying with it? Because you don't have it clearly defined in a way that you can say and you can teach to others. Now you might have the opposite problem which is you're not identifying with it at all and then you're not attracting people who believe what you believe. You're just attracting people who want what you have which is not satisfying and draining in another way because you're putting all this time and energy and effort into what you're doing and you don't feel like you're getting the type of traction or the depth of traction that you want to be getting that is why i created my build an awesome brand workshop and we have one coming up in Arizona on November 11th and i think this is what's happening is you guys hear me saying we're taking the workshop to Arizona and you're like cool i'll wait for her to take it to my city i am not lying i am not joking it's not a sales technique i am going to restructure the way everything is put together. I might never do the workshop. I'm not saying I'm not going to. There is a chance I will never do the workshop like this again. I might rename the workshop because that's what I'm going through right now. I am trying to figure out what to name it, what to call it so that people understand what it is. Do I pair the workshop with other offerings that I have? Do I take the workshop and offer it in a different way? So when I say, if you are interested in this and you want to get in on it at the lowest price possible, you should come on November 11th and it doesn't matter where you live. You should get your butt there. I mean it. Don't think I'm going to bring it to Vegas. I'm going to bring it to the East Coast. I'm not doing that with the workshop. That is not my plan for it. I freaking love this workshop. The coaches love it so much. Everybody loves it so much because it changes people's lives. Why does it change people's lives? Because when you can accurately communicate What your work means to you and what your work is doing for other people, it is freedom. It is magic and it changes your life and that's what hundreds and hundreds of people who have come to our workshop have found. And I really wanted to share that, especially in conjunction with this episode because the messages go hand in hand. It's what I am working on in my life. So I wanna tell you what happened when I started figuring out how to teach other people to do what I had done. I had to come up with a system so that I could teach it in the Build an Awesome Brand workshop. And over the last three years, I've perfected how I teach that system so that people can learn it more effectively so different types of business models can apply it more effectively and I've really really honed in on how to teach that system but guess what freaking happened as I perfected the system my life and my business changed first Allison's brand school scaled faster than anything I've ever done it brought in more people than anything I've ever put together faster than anything I've ever done and I, I know it's because of the system and the blueprint that I created but look what's happening in The Allison Show. I have three full-time members now, employees of The Allison Show. I say members because they're like team members. We are working together so fantastically. We have lots of contract workers. I'm just starting with some new external teams who are really going to freaking turn this whole ship around. You have no idea. I'm so freaking excited for what's coming after a rough year. But guess what? It's been a rough year and because I have everything so clearly defined and I know why I'm doing what I'm doing and I can communicate it to the people who are working with me, I have been able to turn it around. I've been able to start figuring out where I wanna go and that's why I'm so passionate about it. I sit here and I talk with Bergen and I talk with all these people and it really matters so much to me. I promise you I'm getting your business therapy questions but I just really wanted to share with you what I'm doing and why I'm so excited to be able to do these business therapy episodes because I just have so much empathy for exactly where you're at. I might be in a slightly different place than you in this instance But we're all going through this shared experience of not knowing exactly what it is we're creating and just trying to figure it out. And that's what I want to share with you is as I figure certain parts of it out. I'm a really good teacher. I'm a really effective teacher. I'm very, very intuitive. You hear in these meetings. And those are my gifts that I want to share. So here are some questions for you so you can figure out what your gifts are you want to share and you can share them in a more effective way. So here are our three business therapy questions. Number one. Are your customers or audience confused about what you're offering? I had to ask myself, are people confused about the Build'em Awesome brand workshop? Are the Womb Sisters audience, are they confused about what they're offering? Are people confused about what you're offering? Are you confused about what you're offering? If you're confused about what you're offering, you better sure believe other people are confused about it. Number two, are you limiting your reach by assuming only certain people will be interested in what you are offering? So this is something I talked to Bergen about when she came in and she had really created this story around the idea of there's these women and they're under rocks and they're in corners and they're hiding in hills and I have to find them. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I think they could just be living next door to you. (laughs) And I think sometimes in an attempt to justify or validate what it is we are creating – We start to think what it is we are creating is so unique and special that people won't be able to get it. But then we think it's really valuable and it's really unique and special, but then we basically make it so nobody can access it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is so valuable. This is going to help, you know, this person. And we put it in this precious little tiny box and then we put another box around it and we put another box around it. But guess what you're doing by putting all those boxes around it? You're just keeping it away from people. And essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to protect yourself, I think. Ultimately, you're trying to protect yourself from whatever hurt that you think you might have. Have when people actually get to what it is you're trying to do. Maybe they won't like it, maybe they won't value it, maybe they'll find out you're a fraud, which actually isn't true, like you think you're a fraud, that's why you think they're gonna find out you're a fraud. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why we keep putting these boxes around it. So business therapy question number two, are you limiting your reach by assuming only certain people would be interested? The alternative to that is just let your content speak and bring those who wanna come to it, to it. Business therapy question number three, think of something it's not working for you right now. Get specific on what part of it isn't working or why it feels that way. And then I want you to ask yourself, is this true? Is it not working or have I just not been at it long enough? Or is it not working, but it's, is it draining? Or is it not working or is it actually just not meeting your expectations? So I want you to think about that. What you're defining as something that's quote unquote not working, is it maybe just not working yet? Or is it maybe just not working in the way that you decided you wanted it to work? Maybe it actually totally is working. It's not just working in the way you thought it was going to work. So the way those business therapy questions are going to help you is if you apply them. If you sit down and and you journal, and you write, or you talk them through with a business partner, a friend, somebody that you trust who isn't going to step all over your little baby ideas, and you really examine them. I have been appreciating you guys sharing about the podcast so much. It means so much to me, and I want to read this review. It's called Changing My Life by Miriam Sevy because it speaks to the power of the business therapy questions, and she says, Allison, helping these entrepreneurs fuels me. These questions she her guests are specific to them but the answers are so applicable to anyone with a business journaling um good job Miriam journaling her business therapy questions gives me amazing insights into my business that I could not have thought of on my own if I'm having a day I love that (laughs) I listen to an episode and I'm pumped to get work done and the work I do after listening is potent and effective (gasps) Ooh, I love that. Every episode sincerely changes me. Miriam, that is such a sweet review. I appreciate that so much because you know what this is all about, Miriam? Is you doing the work. This isn't about me and me being great and like hosting all these people on the podcast. It's about sharing work that other people are doing that I believe is going to help you do your work better. It's about how to do the work, exactly as Miriam says, more potent and effectively. I freaking love that. Miriam, we are going to send you goodies, so shoot us an email to info at alisonsbrandschool.com. Thank you so much for that review. If you guys are interested in doing more potent and effective work, if you're interested in having me ask you even more intense questions about your life, about what it is you want, and how it's going to affect the work you're doing, please get your butt to the Build and Awesome. And brand Workshop on November 11th in Arizona. There's going to be a price increase in the very beginning of October. And we would really love to have you there. I'm so excited to share that workshop because it truly, truly is going to help you walk away with a blueprint for an effective, engaging, profitable brand that isn't going to drain you. Stop letting your business run your life and start running your business because you are a boss, babe, and the world needs what you have to give. I am so freaking excited for you to get out there and give it and give it with clarity and give it with confidence. And That's what I hope this is doing for you. I want to remind you, if you feel called to do it, freaking do it. Love you, boss babes. man, Mr. Eric Robertson, wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code BUSINESSTHERAPY. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune.